check for any oil or fluid leaks. I talked about that in the shocks, but it is important just to, you know, as you're winding down from the trail, you guys are talking to other people, maybe your tires are already aired up. It's just good to take a little glance and see, is there something spilling? Do I have a leak somewhere? Is it my gas tank? Is it, do I smell something? Um, we've had that a couple of times and it's our windshield wiper fluid doing different things on the rocks will like tip up or down and it will leak sometimes. And then it has a very distinct smell. This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is brought to you by Realtruck.com. With over 1 million plus parts and accessories for your Jeep, truck, and life, Realtruck's latest partnership with Onyx Off-Road earns you three months free off-road elite with a purchase on any, uh, with any purchase on Realtruck.com. Stay tuned to learn more. Hi, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the premier show for Jeep enthusiasts and hardcore off-roaders. Whether you're new to the Jeep world or a seasoned Jeeper, we've got you covered with the latest news, tips, and advice to help you get the most out of your Jeep. On tonight's episode, most stolen Jeep. It's like, dun-dun-dun. Exactly. You need some music for that. <laughs> or maybe the Jaws theme. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in Newbie Nuggets, uh, Wendy gives a list of what to check after that trail run. You know, uh, I, Wendy, I actually thought about, because uh, you, you've, you've met, commented about this stuff before. And, yeah. And when I was uh, under the, the Gladiator uh, installing the skid, or at least taking the, the factory skids off, uh-huh. I, I, I inspected it. Uh, you know, after going off road, right? S- several months later, but okay. I inspected everything, <laughs> but, and, there, and there's quite a bit of skid marks uh, on down there. Yes, there is. I don't mean like underwear skid marks. I mean like on oh, good. on rocks and things. I'm so glad you clarified that for our <laughs> listeners. Well, there, there's people out there that do laundry that know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And in our must-have stuff for your Jeep, RFID fob blocker box fob i don't i forget what that stands for but it's that thing that you oh. press to open up the doors yeah. and your, you have your to key fob right? yeah you have to have it in there for the the vehicle to start uh, i don't know that the jk has that does the jk have that or you still use a key no we have a fob okay good so it's it's not uh it's not super modern uh, but uh, I, w- I wasn't sure anyway yeah are you ready it's time for the jeep talk show with hosts tony josh wendy and chuck well, howdy, it's Wendy, and I do have a list of some things to check after you do a trail run. I, you know, I guess that's good, <laughs> it, it, but there's always a possibility you can find something. I mean, I know that's the point, but but you could go from a high to a low, a high yeah. out there having fun to a low of, oh, damn it, I got to fix this. Yes, but I think that's also what makes you feel confident to try the next run, because you've already checked stuff, so we'll see. Yeah, I guess it depends on if you're a worrier, worrier or not. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is a good segue. If you are worrying about hearing the Jeep talk show, I know mm. nobody is. Yes, <laughs> they are. But let's but let's say they are. Uh, so, how do you listen to the Jeep talk show? Let me suggest a super simple way to listen to our show and other podcasts. It doesn't just have to be ours. I mean, uh, uh, a man does not live by, by one podcast alone, right? I mean, I think mm. you can, but that's <laughs> well, I won't go there. Anyway, Spotify. Listen from your phone or through your Apple uh, via Apple CarPlay, uh, or through your phone, I should say, via Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can listen to ad-free content on Spotify. It's a one-stop place to go to consume the Jeep Talk Show. I mean, you can do this at the gym while mowing the grass because it's on your phone uh, on Spotify. uh, Or you can uh, be driving to a destination. I mean, everybody's having to go back to the office these days, which I think Mm -hmm. is just stupid and sucks. 
Uh, but if you're making that trek and it's uh, back-to-back, uh, all the back-to-back type stuff that you're having to do uh, sitting in traffic, you might as well have some fun by listening to the show. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Randy from Florida. I was just catching up on all my old episodes. I already caught up. I started going back to the where I left off in the 400s, 500s area. And I was just thinking, you should have a show with like a reunion of your former host, like the guy that used to do Jeep and Weather and and Chuck, and he's never there anymore. So anyway, <laughs> that's my two cents worth. Make it happen. Bye. Uh, well, actually, we're kind of doing that because our flagship two episode, which comes out on Thursdays, uh, has a, a guest host. So uh, that has been Chuck. Josh has been on there. Uh, and we have some new people like Bill and Chip. Uh, and uh, so, so I think we're kind of doing that already. It's kind of a reunion thing from that aspect of it. Well, uh, but one thing I want to say, Randy, is, well, what, what about Tony and I? We're, we're here all the time. Like, <laughs> we don't count. <laughs> well, apparently we don't. The way he said it was like, you know, these people that used to be on. <laughs> what about us? <laughs> I'm just asking, you know. Oh, and Larry's on the on the regular shows. He he's uh, he's out of town, uh, out of the country actually uh, yeah. tonight. Otherwise, he'd be on here too. But uh, yeah, so uh, but no, I really appreciate the suggestion. It's a great idea. Great I, but, idea. but I think we're kind of already doing it. And you know, Chuck has been on two episodes uh, in the last uh, like month, I think. So uh, yeah, but. But wait a minute, Randy did say he was back in the 500s, and we're at 982. We're almost to 1,000 episodes, so Randy's got some catching up to do. I wasn't clear. Did, was he, did he say that's, that's how far he's gone, or yeah, he, he had gone he, back? No, well, he went back to catch up, so he's left off somewhere in the 400 or 500. Oh, okay. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking so, that he was just uh, he was up to speed on everything, and was like, well, let's go listen to some of the old shows. Well, I don't know if he did, but that's a cool idea for any of our listeners. Oh, absolutely. And and, and there's somebody who's going four or 500. How many episodes do you guys have? And Wendy, you already mentioned it. Where This is 982. I know. We're We're just just a a hair's width away from 1,000 episodes. That's just insane to think about. Tony, you guys have been doing this for a long time. Yeah, six months. I'm newer to it, but six months. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine that many many episodes in six months? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wendy, got some time? Got to do an episode. It's been 15 minutes. (laughs) I think we need to talk about the the pay raise, if that was the case. I know. (laughs) I'm just saying. Wouldn't it be cool, though? I mean, if that was... It would be cool. uh, All you'd have to do is uh, shovel snow and and feed the horses and uh, do do a podcast. And then then go out and wheel and then, you know, talk about it. Oh, there's no time for wheeling. (laughs) (laughs) gotta do the show (laughs) all right well let's get into our news story Uh, so the grand cherokee wins awards nice yeah so apparently the the jeep and i didn't know about this until tonight uh the jeep grand cherokee has won two consecutive awards from motor week's driver's choice uh and i don't know what that means other than they did a poll and the 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 Grand Cherokee won. No, it's probably their drivers, isn't it? Motor Week's drivers, because aren't they doing testing and driving? You know, I'm not sure. I, I didn't I check in. Good. I didn't dig into it that deeply. Uh, but uh, anyway, the best midsize utility vehicle uh, in the 2024 Motor Week Drivers Choice Awards, earning the honor for a second consecutive year, the Grand Cherokee wins best midsize utility for a second year uh, in a row for its on and off road capability. Uh, <laughs> bullshit. Uh, and, 
well, tell the, us how you really the, feel. The thing that they call off-road, I mean, it's it's like a participation trophy almost. Yeah, well, that's all right. I mean, at least it's something. <laughs> well, I mean, awards great to have. I mean, we've we've uh, won awards, and I'm not uh, pooping on those. <laughs> but <laughs> but so I guess it really depends on your your whole view of things. But this is true. <laughs> but uh, off road. I mean, it, it, does that mean you could pull off the highway onto the shoulder and change a tire? That's off road. Yes, uh, it got a little dust on it. It's good. That's off road. It's just not what I consider off road. Now yeah. I say that, but I don't take my Gladiator on the maximum. You know, <laughs> the Deadpool Maximum Effort uh, Trail. <laughs> well, you can. You, you'll be able to here when you've got your skid plates all done. Uh, I can, technically, but I'm still not going to do it. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> no, I'm going to drag you out here and we're going to do it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, but I'm just saying, uh, the, the thing that they call uh, trail rated or off-road is not, it's, it's, it's a very uh, wide. Um, yeah, at best, there's some dirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no mud, but maybe some dirt. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the uh, uh, Grand Cherokee four by E and three row Grand Cherokee L, uh, which is only available in selected uh, markets of uh, Eurasia, the Grand Cherokee four by E represents the most technolo- technological, <laughs> technologically advanced and four by four capable Jeep Grand Cherokee yet, delivering 380 horsepower. That's nice. Uh, 637, uh, uh, is it nanomutants? No, I don't know what that is. It's in the of torque. Uh, I want to say, I, I know that there's a, a torque setting that you can do uh, uh, pounds per square inch, and then you can do the... Um, oh, man, we're going to get some nano. calls now. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not, there's nothing wrong with being well, honest. We, and, no, uh, I getting, agree. And getting emails going, you idiots. <laughs> yes, <laughs> What's wrong with you two? Get somebody else on the show that knows what the hell they're talking. If Chuck was on, that's what Randy would say. It's if a, Chuck was on, he'd know what yeah. that was. If it's a big M and a little M, so a big N, little M, uh, whatever that is. I want to say I want to say Nana uh, something Newtons. Okay, well, I think I'm, it's I'm, Newton, and that's metric. But anyway, uh, of torque and up to fifty-one point uh, uh, fifty-one five point one. Or no, it is fifty-one kil- uh, kilometers kilometers of all electric range in urban areas. The Grand Cherokee lineup delivers a refined on-road dynamic drive, dynamic and unrivaled capability courtesy of the three 4x4 systems. Good Lord. Uh, the the QuadraTac uh, 1, the QuadraTac 2, and the Quadra Drive 2. So that's the three systems. I thought maybe they had three engines in there or something. Something. What are they talking about? <laughs> so I, you know, I, I mentioned this on another episode, in the flagship episode, I believe. I was, think I was talking to Larry. Um, the uh, Grand Cherokee S, uh, I believe it's right, because I was telling him it ought to be E because it's a fully electric. Uh, I'm sorry, Grand Wagoneer. I said Cherokee. The the Grand Wagoneer S that's coming out this fall uh, has two electric engines in it. It's fully mm-hmm. electric. And uh, the rumor is 400 miles on a charge. Uh, that's rumor. So it's probably right. going to be 250. Yeah. Uh, if, if but, we're lucky. But I'm very impressed that this is a, a, a large-ish vehicle, and you know, an SUV, all electric, and it's not a Tesla. I mean, when you, when you think of uh, the, the, the electric vehicles, for me anyway, I think of Tesla because te- Tesla's is knocking it out of the park. And something small is what you're talking about because the, the, the Wagoneer yeah. is huge. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the Wagoneer S is as big as the Wagoneer 
uh, and the Grand Wagoneer. Uh, that's a very big vehicle. The Grand Wagoneer is a very big, big vehicle. Uh, but uh, but still, it is a, a large vehicle. It is an SUV. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very impressed with that. Uh, I, you know, I've been uh, actually we all have been knocking the electric vehicles from Jeep, but it, Jeep may actually be a contender here for an EV. And they're winning an award for a 4XE, so they're at least looking at it as a potential. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but it's a driver's choice. What is that thing where the the actors get uh, a critic, not critics' choice, <laughs> the the people's choice, the people's yeah. choice award? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's people. I think it's the drivers of it could be Motor Week. It could be, but uh, somebody's going to call it, us on that too. It seems like that would be cheating, though. I mean, if you want to get advertisements for Jeep, you can uh, say, "Hey, uh, we can uh, give you a little something here if you want to do some advertising with us." <laughs> buy the votes i don't think so yeah well you know there we go uh the uh, the jeep wrangler and, uh, and not to forget about the jeep wrangler uh, the most iconic and recognized suv ever earns the prodigious 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 uh i need to get ai didn't pronounce pronunciate these words for me <laughs> best suv prestigious prestigious <laughs> there you go you can jump in there and help me anything anytime I'm, i'm ready. i'll be happy yeah Best SUV of 2024 from cars.com. That's good. Yeah, like that. yeah. Award apply. But, you know, we're in February. Damn it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so they're giving this award for 2024, and we're in the first part of February. Anyway, the, uh, apply, uh, the award applies to new 2024 Wrangler lineup, including the Wrangler 2.0 and 3.6 liter gas models, V8-powered Wrangler uh, Rubicon 392, uh, not available in Europe because this is too much power for those people, uh, and plug-in hybrid Wrangler 4xe. Um, yeah, now, Wendy, you've actually uh, not maybe not wheeled uh, in, but wheeled with a 4xe Wrangler, haven't you? Yeah, several. We've had some as students as well. Uh, did they do it battery or uh, did they do it uh, internal combustion or a little of both? Both. A little of both. Uh, did you get any kind of comments about which one was better for them? Uh, the electric is really good at crawling. Oh, my gosh. When you go full battery, the torque in that is unbelievable. The hard part is the spotter is you can't hear the vehicle coming. So you really have to be aware and enough distance. So if they go too fast or whatever they're doing, if the Jeep slips off or something like that, you're I'm not in the way, but it's it's amazing what that engine will do. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, if they can just uh, get the range up there. And of course, like I was talking about earlier, the Grand uh, or the Wagoneer S that's coming out, I'm very interested to see what the, 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 uh, the mileage is, the range on that thing is, because... Um, that would be neat not to have to have a car if you want an electric vehicle. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like the idea of electric vehicle. I don't like the idea of charging it or having to wait a long time for it to charge. Uh, but uh, I like the idea of an electric vehicle. Uh, but uh, I don't want to sit down low. I don't want to sit in a car. I mean, yeah. God, that's just horrible. And then the and the Tesla came out with a Cybertruck, which I'm very impressed with. But it, again, it's low and more aerodynamic because of mm-hmm. the concerns about the, the power from the batteries. Uh, we need something that is akin to a nuclear power plant in a vehicle that you never have to change, never have to refill. It just goes. It's and, called a trailer. You could tow it behind your Jeep, and then there you go. <laughs> and, and, and the vehicle is as big as a bus. There you go. <laughs> You know, you can just put it on auto drive and go back in the back, take a nap. That's right. <laughs> while, well you're, done. while you're on your way to Moab. <laughs> so uh, the electrified uh, Wrangler 4xE delivers up to uh, 33, uh, what is that? 3,3. I'm not even going to help here because I have no idea. Oh, gee. Fuel economy. Is that, 
Is that like 33? I don't know what you wrote. You see what I'm, no, I just copied and pasted this. <laughs> 3, comma 3, uh, 1, 100th kilometer fuel economy. Yeah, that's the kind of math I don't do. What yeah, the heck is that? That's a, that's a strange. Anyway, uh, it, it, it has it, it good delivers fuel economy. Up, it delivers up to some numbers. <laughs> all right electric- about now, the, the listeners are like, what the hell is this news? Yeah. <laughs> this is all, ridiculous. All, it's just all part of the uh, the charm of the Jeep Talk <laughs> It's show. all the fun. You're going to laugh with this, guys. An all-electric range of 45 kilometers that uh, increased up to 55 kilometers in urban areas. So I guess it has to do with how fast you're you're going, maybe how much air you're pushing uh, with the, the body of the Jeep. Well, so, now those numbers look big. Do we need to do the conversion kilometers to <laughs> MPGs? I, I think that 55 kilometers is 1.5 miles. If if uh, I may be wrong, that I may be close though. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's not. I think MPGs, it's about right? I think it's about 30 miles, uh, just okay. uh, ballparking. Um, but uh, Cars.com says best SUV of 2024 winner represents uh, ultimate, or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, ultimate in capacity, value, and versatility. I think they meant capability, but capacity works too. <laughs> Sorry. Never never correct me on the show. We, we, we are just butchering this news story. <laughs> I'm really tired. Did I, did I, I mention know. I've been installing skid plates? <laughs> yes, I think you're exhausted lifting those heavy, those heavy, heavy plates. Oh, I'm so glad that the, the I'm doing the, uh, I was painting the, uh, the engine uh, front of the transmission and engine skid. And it is so much smaller and lighter than mm. the the belly pan, and the belly pan is the oh, biggest yeah. the biggest That's piece the biggest and one. very yeah. heavy. So uh, that one wasn't so bad, but uh, it, it's a culminary uh, <laughs> effect of uh, having to mess with this stuff day after day. And it's not like I have to; I just I just been want to. It's been sitting in the garage for three months. So anyway, uh, oh, and this is the most important thing about the Jeep Wrangler. It, is, uh, it offers eight available exterior colors, including new for the twenty twenty four Anvil. Oh, this is like the Coyote. Uh, what color is the Anvil? Coyote Roadrunner Special. Yes, Acme. Acme.com. They've got your colors. And multiple open air freedom options, including three top choices. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, oh, okay. Soft top, uh, hard top, and uh, Sky One Touch Power. So it's the same ones that, that have been out before. Um, what do you think about that Sky One Touch? Have you ever seen one of those? I have. I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, if that's your your thing. Yeah. You like it, you know, open. Does it seem not Jeepy to you, though? Yes. Yeah. It seems more like a, a convertible car, a uh, car thing to me. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's very handy because you can literally go uh, topless whenever you want to. And if the weather changes on you or you drive I mean, to different exactly. weather, you just yeah. press a button and it's back on there. It's kind of yeah. like the My Top thing. Uh, I was really, that was really cool. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that would be something I would be interested in uh, if I had uh, an extra seven thousand sure. dollars. Um, but anyway, uh, though, so the two door choices, full doors and half doors, and uh, top and doors off. Did you guys ever get half doors for your JK, uh, Wendy? Are you we, have any interest in that? We had when we bought the Jeep. They had um, like fabric, like you could take the doors off, and then they put fabric ones in. We've never taken them off. Okay, because it's gets dirty. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I like my air conditioning. I've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not a girl who takes her top off or her doors off. Apparently. So I actually did a another interview with uh, Chris over at uh, G Tops, J E E T O P S, and they're the guys that uh, actually install. Um, it's not. It's uh, like the stuff you have on the the canopy on F16, that clear stuff, mm-hmm. except it's flat and, and optically 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 clear, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I really like the idea of that. It's not the open air feeling, uh, but 
you, you you have you you can see out all the time. Oh, that's cool. And then you don't have to worry about the the, the weight of the snow or mm-hmm. uh, even uh, hail or any of that stuff. Although I think right. hail, I think your soft top would probably handle hail better depending on the size of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's really really neat stuff. Uh, but that uh, that open air or at least being able to see up is is really neat. I remember when we got my uh, my wife's uh, TJ and I drove it to work a few times. Uh, with uh, the, um, we have that best top where you can flip the. Um, oh yes. The front back, I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. It's an Trek top, but they they actually sell them now for the JLs and the JTs. And uh, I'll just mention this real quick. We mentioned it in the interview that's coming up uh, later this uh, this week. But um, the that uh, that flip top from Best Top that allows you to flip the where the freedom panels are. Uh, it's just yeah. a canvas type thing. Right. That thing is over a thousand dollars. Wow. And the and you can get the the stuff from uh, G Tops for like seventeen hundred. Wow! <laughs> it's like, well, it sounds expensive until you compare it to somebody else that doesn't yeah. doesn't give you near as much. I love Best Top; they're a great company. I love their products, but my God, a thousand dollars! So you can flip some cloth back. Uh, you know, more power to them. I mean, you know, you make money where you can. Exactly. All right, speaking of making money where you can, uh, <laughs> most stolen Jeep. Wendy, have you ever had a, a Jeep stolen? Uh, and if, uh, if the, the statute of limitations is uh, expired, uh, any that you've stolen? Uh, <laughs> no and no. <laughs> <laughs> Smart move, even if, even if it has expired. That's right. <laughs> so according to AutoDNA, I love that. I like that name. Uh, the Jeep Cherokee is the only SUV on the list of most stolen vehicles in the U.S. Now, don't get excited. It's not the XJ, because that's the okay. one that makes sense to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, so, in 2018, the Jeep Cherokee and the Grand Cherokee was one of the 10 most stolen vehicles in Texas, with 1,000, uh, or sorry, 13,210 reported thefts. However, the zebra, uh, talking zebra apparently, says that the total number of thefts for the uh, Cherokee and Grand Cherokee over the past decade is less than 30,000. Oh my God, I would be, I would just really be messed up if I came out of work or shopping or whatever, uh, the, the driveway and my Jeep was gone. I had a car stolen once. It's not fun. What happened with that? Did you ever see it again? Uh, yeah, it was a Honda Prelude. It's part of the the two door little fun little thing. Yeah. They uh, they stole it for the seats, believe it or not, which were POS, nothing major. And it actually cost more cost more money to get rebuilt or refurbished seats to replace it than to put new ones in at the time. That's how much those seats were going for. I, and believe me, they're not. We're not anything fancy seats. Yeah, but the, I, well, you I know did that, get it back. You, you know, I'm think you know that Josh had his Honda stolen. Yes, multiple times. Eight times, seven yeah. times. I, I, we, we were recording an episode one time, and he said, "Hang on," and he took off. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was trying to steal it. They didn't get it because he ran out there. Unbelievable. Yeah. So it's it's just amazing. But apparently, the Hondas uh, are a, a big stolen uh, vehicle. I have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the the top 10 stolen vehicles are, uh, and I was surprised by this, the Chevrolet full-size pickups. Uh, and I'd like, I might do some research on that to find out if it just has to do with uh, um, being very easy to steal. Um, I, I can't imagine. Well, I don't know. But why do people steal them? They, they steal them to joyride or they steal them to, to sell to a chop shop uh, or to send overseas. 
or down the border. Yeah, yeah, uh, going across the the border to Mexico. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and this one makes sense to me, the Ford F one fifty, because uh, I don't know if how good they are anymore. But yeah. traditionally, the Ford F one fifties have been a very uh, good and a very uh, well selling vehicle. So that one kind of makes sense. And of course, uh, as we were alluding to earlier, the Honda Civic um, that uh, is on the list. That's number three. Uh, then the Honda Accord. Uh, the the Hyundai. What is that? Sonata. Sonata. Yeah, the Sonata. Sonata. Uh, the Hyundai uh, Elantra? El- Elantra, Elantra, yeah. Elantra, yeah. That's a little bigger uh, model for them, I think. Okay. You know, like and, an upper model. And then the, the Kia Optima. I wonder if it has an Optima battery in it or something. I, I don't get all three of the last ones. <laughs> yeah, me either. But uh, but those are the ones. Uh, let's see what we've got. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the uh, the top ten right there. So uh, anyway, it's it's interesting uh, that uh, the, the 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 only one that's being stolen is the the Jeep Cherokee, and I believe since it was uh, 2018 that they were talking about, they're talking about the uh, the the new uh, Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I would, I'd be curious to know if any any of our listeners know uh, why these, uh, especially the Chevrolet full size pickup, why they're why they're uh, stolen, why they're the number one stolen vehicle. Uh, and I wonder if they use that in ads whenever they're talking about uh, the um, um, the you know like the the vehicles being uh, uh, purchased uh, the most uh, like you know how they say the Ford F one fifty is the big uh, the, the most purchased the truck yeah, yeah. It's the top seller in the in the nation. Are uh, you you think they're including the thefts? <laughs> I just like, think I just think that Shirley ought to say, "Hey, yeah, they may be, but we're the one that's most stolen." <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh my god! People are risking jail to have our vehicles. <laughs> exactly. Buy them now. All right. Very cool. Hey, the team at Real Truck has recently teamed up with Onyx Off Road to offer you a three month Elite subscription with any purchase on Realtruck.com. For those. Uh, uh, unfamiliar or not in the know, Onyx Off-Road Elite is the official off-road navigation solution for real truck and the number one off-road GPS navigation and trail app featuring 985 million acres of public land and private land ownership information for 147 million private properties in any state. The Onyx Off-Road app is great uh, for knowing where you can legally camp, and off-road and provides recent satellite imagery overlaid on the map uh, depicting conditions like ice, snow, wildfires. <laughs> good, place, good thing to know about the wildfires. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or, or, or in this case, wildfire burns uh, from the uh, prior two weeks. You can check out the offer on realtruck.com slash onyx dash off-road dash elite. And remember, get out in the real today with realtruck.com and onyx off-road. And of course, we'll have a link to, uh, that we were just that we just uh, said uh, we'll have that link in the show notes for episode eight uh, nine eighty two. What? Where's the noob? Noob, 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 hey, newbie, newbie, noob nugget. It's time for newbie nuggets. Well, it's always good to sort of inspect your Jeep after a run, and I know you already heard from Tony at the beginning that he didn't do it <laughs> after his last run. Well, it's because he was driving back to Texas, but that's exactly when you should well, have I done meant, that. I meant to do it. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know, the bottom line is if you're out wheeling, and depending on what you're doing, might determine how much detail you get into or you don't. So, but uh, one thing I can say is when you're airing up and you're done with the trail, you're airing up, take a look at your tires. 
You know, are there chunks missing from the tread or sidewalls? Do you have a puncture you're not aware of? I always laugh. Is there a tree branch stuck in one of your tires that just barely leaking? Yes, it's possible to get a rock or something stuck in a tire, depending on what you're doing. Um, and it might have just a slow leak. And by the time you air up and you're on the road, you don't realize you get a tire, you know, running out of air. So anyway, that's one of the easiest ones to do. You can do it as you're sort of airing up and just take a walk around. But while your tires are airing up and you can check the shocks, you know, did they get bent? Uh, you've been dancing around on rocks or whatever you're doing. What about leaking fluid? Do the bolts at the top and the bottom seem to be tight? So those are just simple things you can do just by walking around the Jeep while you're airing up your tires. Um, check for any oil or fluid leaks. I talked about that in the shocks, but it is important just to, you know, as you're winding down from the trail, you guys are talking to other people, maybe your tires are already aired up. It's just good to take a little glance and see, is there something spilling? Do I have a leak somewhere? Is it my gas tank? Is it, do I smell something? Um, we've had that a couple times and it's our windshield wiper fluid doing different things on the rocks will like tip up or down and it will leak sometimes. And then it has a very distinct smell. And so you're airing up going, what is that smell? What is that? You know, and that's the kind of thing that you look for. And we finally figured out, oh, that's from that. There's no issue. But, you know, the windshield wiper fluid leaks if you have your vehicle at a certain angle. <laughs> um, what about your mirrors? Maybe you folded them in to get through a tight squeeze. Maybe you adjusted them to back up or to look at an obstacle as you're going through it. So before you hit that road, make sure that you get those mirrors back in place so that you're not trying to adjust that. Um, as you're driving. So now once you get home, then you can do a more thorough uh, research, if you will, or look. Uh, Bill always uses the uh, the power washer. Um, it's nice because it gets rid of dirt, mud, and anything that might have been in there. Um, and that gets him a chance to see everything shiny and sort of clean to see if there's any issues. And really, you know, Bill's looking at it from a standpoint of checking to see if there's something that looks different. Very familiar with everything, but he looks at suspension, the hoses, brake lines, spring shocks, drive shafts. It really doesn't matter. You're underneath that vehicle. You're taking a look to see, is there any fatigue, stress cracks, missing bolts? We've actually found some missing bolts. And you know what, Tony? Thank goodness we had our skid plates because we found them all inside the skid plates. <laughs> that is nice. What are the odds of that? Yeah. So again, when you know that you're missing something, you can then find it. So couple little things, check under the carriage, especially if you have body armor. Like I said, it's hard to see underneath when they've got the body armor. You're not going to pull that off at home and do that. But once in a while, maybe once a year, you might just pull that body armor down and then just make sure everything is, you know, still secure in there. You want to look at your upper and lower control arms, make sure that the rubber bushings are still good. They tend to get destroyed when you flex the suspension. So depending on the trails that you're on, if you're doing a lot of rock crawling or, you know, climbing up and doing different things, you could have some issues there. Obviously, you're going to look at the oil pan and the gas tank. Those are super important to make sure they're not leaking. Um, but what about loose connections? Sometimes things can just wiggle loose. Um, we always have a, a big bag of zip ties because sometimes you can find something and you just, you know what, I'm on a trail. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, tack that back up. Um, but also look for bolts that might be loose. If you are not retorquing some things occasionally and making sure that everything's tight, especially with your suspension and you've got PSC steering or any type of front end work that you're doing, make sure that that stuff stays retorqued. We put a lot of strain and stress on our vehicles when we're off-roading, even if we're not going fast, super slow. So you do need to do that once in a while, even if it's just a visual check to make sure. But it really is important to do an overall view of things because it does prevent down the road something else breaking. 
So if you are somebody who runs all the time and you run it hard and you don't check, um, you're pretty much guaranteed to have a breakdown at some point. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't know what it's going to be, but something will give. So keeping an eye on that makes it super easy when you're ready to go for that next run. You don't have to go, oh, wait, I need to check everything. You do it when you get home or when you're done with the trail to make sure that you've checked all those things. So just some good sound advice to make sure you're staying safe out there. So you can always check out our YouTube channel and also our website, keep4x4school.com. So, Wendy, I don't know if you do this. I've been trying to uh, get my uh, my oldest daughter um, to to do this anytime. She she got a new vehicle, but she still has her Jeep. So this is kind of really the advice I gave her when she was uh, still driving her Jeep daily. Uh, I told her the thing she ought to get used to doing is uh, when she goes to get in her Jeep, to just look on the ground. You know, the, the vehicles that are high yes. off the ground, you can yeah. see under them pretty well. Yeah, and look and see if there's anything uh, on the ground, uh, and especially if you like whenever you you get home after driving and things are, are warm, uh, and uh, you're just walking uh, out of the jeep and just turn and look and see if you see any drips or anything, because just seeing that stuff, this isn't really after a trip. This is like any time. Uh, yeah. this, this will tell you if you got a bad water, and and they're all uh, where they where the leaks are are all signs of the problem. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell uh, a water pump has gone out because it'll be leaking towards the front of the, the Jeep in the center. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the oil, of course, uh, there's other things. Transmission fluid could uh, could be an issue. A, a leaky uh, uh, hose that must might not have uh, burst open, but uh, has a tear in it and is leaking. Uh, of course, and what you mentioned, the smell, especially with uh, yeah. having to do with uh, uh, the radiator and hoses and stuff. Yeah. Uh, or, or even a bad uh, a heater core, you can smell when you're driving it. So, mm-hmm. and, it, and of course, it smells like uh, it should anyway, because you should have uh, coolant and engine coolant in the uh, in the, the water area. But it so it should smell like a coolant, kind of a sweet smell. Uh, and uh, you you hope that as you drive uh, pull away from the other cars that are beside you, that the smell goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it was somebody else's. Yeah. Well, and and part of this is just being consistent. You're going to off-road, then this is part of off-roading. You determine what that level is. Some people want to get down to the nuts and bolts and torque, retorque every time. That's fine, but there's others who do it every other time or every fifth time. Mm-hmm. That's okay, too. You just have to make it a habit to do some checking. And I think where it gets out of whack is if you're you know back-to-back doing trails or you don't have time or you got to go to work the next day. So now you've got five days that you've just sitting there or like Tony, several months now. And then, you know, you just turn around and you're like, I got to I got to do that. So mm-hmm. it just makes it a habit for us. It's a habit. You know, we know when I drive that Jeep out of the property, it's already been through all the checking. Everything's good to go. So when I go and do a run of any kind or any kind of training or whatever we're doing, then I got to check it again if I went over something major and I got to make sure I'm doing that on a regular basis. And one of the things you were mentioning uh, about Bill, just noticing things out of place, if mm-hmm. you're not checking uh, often then you may not notice what's out of place. 100%. Yeah. So Yeah, especially uh, stress cracks, um, something that just doesn't look right, a bolt that's missing. You know, if there's one bolt that's missing out of the whole Jeep, are you really going to notice it unless you've been looking? Right. So, that, you know, unless it's a major or something. But, you know, we all have a bolt that disappears. I've got it in my rock sliders right now. There's one or two that aren't there. Well, I know they're not there. 
So I'm not going to worry about it when I go to do my inspection and realize, am I missing a bolt? No, it's just not been there from day one. Mm-hmm. So not a big deal. And also, too, if you're storing stuff on your, your skid plates, on the uh, the upper side of your skid plates, the, <laughs> yeah. finding them before they uh, get blown or oh, you know, go gosh. on an angle and they drop out or, you know, I can't, I can't, sooner is better. What that, I'm trying to remember what that was, that all those bolts dropped inside and we had all the bolts and they were... You know what? I'm trying to remember what it was now. It was a bigger type of bolt. It's a specific bolt. So like it's a different size pattern. Yeah. And Bill was just like, you got to be kidding me. How could I have lost these? And he realized, I think there were three of them or four of them. And they were all on the skid plate. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) The luck sometimes. (laughs) So have you you guys thought about putting some LED lights between the uh, the bottom of your Jeep and the skid plates (laughs) just to light it up? Make it easier to find uh, find those bolts. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, I think I want to do a camera this time, right? Look, honey, there's something else that fell. Let's That's what you need. You need a camera oh, so you can, that'll be God. easy. Or no, get him one of those uh, those little hose things, you know, like the, the, the police use. They go oh, into yeah, the door. Push it through. <laughs> before oh, they yeah, break so the like door the visual? down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here, let's do, you almost need that sometimes. But, you know, again, if you know what your Jeep is supposed to look like underneath and on top and in the engine bay, when something's out of whack or mm-hmm. not quite right, you'll find it. Yeah, you, you need to get to know your Jeep. I remember uh, getting the, I mean, I'm a, I've worked on vehicles for a long time. But when I got the Cherokee, it was like, it was brand new. I don't need to do anything to it. I don't need to know how everything goes together because it's, it's brand new. And uh, it's really easy to understand, but you do have to, to spend some time looking and seeing uh, how things go together uh, yeah. to get an understanding of it. I don't, I don't know how the Gladiator goes together. I mean, I have a, a, a rough idea because it's a Jeep, but uh, I don't know where the water pump is. Uh, I don't. I mean, I think I know. Because you where haven't the, had to do anything with it yet, right? right? But I mean, yeah. getting familiar with it beforehand uh, yeah. is because I know. Looking, I was looking at the XJ. I was having a problem with it, and I'm going, "Well, what could it be? Uh, what the hell is that?" And I think I know what that is, but is that the problem or not? Or I don't know why the way it's supposed to look. I mean, fortunately, there was uh, the internet, so you could look at pictures. But yeah. just being able to have that information in your head and, and know, oh, well, look at this. This doesn't look right. Why is that hose uh, ballooned out like that? That's not normal, that type of thing. So, yeah, get to know your Jeep. From the mind of Nikki G. Brace yourself. Hey, this is Nikki G. And you guys talked about uh, AI and how it really couldn't understand the uh, context of your voice. And now it can. Uh, let's put that to the test and let's ask AI to tell us a funny joke. <laughs> hey, AI, tell me a joke. What does a pencil, a dishwasher, and a goat have in common? Oh, gosh. They are all funnier than Nikki G. <laughs> but that is not why I am computing. Thank goodness. I am computing to tell you that. I tried to cook an alligator today. Yeah, but I only had a crock pot. Oh. No, didn't see All right, that. boys and girls. <laughs> I will chat that to you later. Have a good one. Bye. Oh. You know, you can make that- an echo talk. You can tell it what to say. I'm just telling you, Nikki G, there's some production value you could add to this this joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, though. I did not see the crock pot a coming, crock pot, but that was yeah. excellent. And, and you can Perfect. use it to warm up your shoes. That's true. There's multiple, <laughs> multiple things you can do with that croc. With the crocs, you know. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not going to apologize for that joke. Nope. All right. So uh, coming up uh, very, very soon, uh, Friday, uh, actually, we're going to be talking with uh, Chris uh, Heinrichs. I think that's right. Heinrichs. 
uh, about GTOPS uh, at GTOPS.com. You guys need to go over to GTOPS.com right now and have a look at this, uh, this, this stuff, these tops. They take your freedom panels uh, and or the, the hard top, the back part of the hard top. I don't know what they call that, the hard top. Uh, and uh, they, they cut a big ass hole in it and they stick this, uh, this stuff. It's not glass, but it's optically very clear, very hard. And I think they actually use it in uh, the, the canopies of military aircraft and helicopters and stuff. And it's really, really nice stuff. And I was the first, you know, the first question I asked Chris the first time we did the interview was, is it hot? Because, you know, you got you have that light coming exactly. in. It's yeah. going to be hot. I don't want it. It's, right. it's going to make me uncomfortable. I have to turn the air conditioner up and blah, 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 blah. Nope. It's actually cooler than the Freedom Top. Well, because it's not black, right? No, it's not black. It does have some tint to it. But uh, the, the, the temperature coefficient of it, you'll hear it in the, in the interview, is yeah. uh, uh, much higher, higher or lower. I get confused about uh, differential gears, too. Um, uh, but it's, uh, it's actually cooler. But they do sell... A uh, like a little shade that you can put in there uh, if you don't want the light coming in. I thought the the shade thing was a good idea. Maybe not for knocking down the heat, but what if you want to take a nap? What if your passenger wants to take a nap? Well, what if you have a dog too? You know, right? Or or kids? Oh, this is so funny. I'm gonna. This is funny. This is straight from the interview. Um, so, uh, uh, Chris, I, I was asking Chris, can you can you? I know you can get the freedom panels and you can get the 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 top done. Uh, and the, the the back part of it is just is huge. I mean that that glass that goes across there, not glass, but polycarbonate, is just huge. So it lets in a lot of light and stuff. I said, uh, can you order just the the one for the back? And he goes, he goes, we had an order for that, and I thought it was really strange. So I had to make a call to find out why that was, because we hadn't had that requested before. The freedom panels, no, but the 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 main top, yes. So uh, he, he called this lady that had placed the order, and he was saying, hey, I'm just curious. We can do it, but I was just curious. Uh, he, he said you could tell she was older, uh, not necessarily elderly, but older. So he was thinking maybe she wanted it for her grandkids or something. Any ideas what she wanted it for? Just the back part? Just, just for the back seat? I'm not sure I want to say. Her dog. <laughs> Oh, there you go. She wanted her dog to be able to see outside through the through the top. Love it. Perfect. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I, and I did not oh. see that coming. But anyway, no, so yeah, good. you can get the get it for your dog. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. So uh, the Chris, this, uh, he's a fun interview, and uh, we really enjoyed uh, talking to him again. And uh, go back and listen to the the first episode that we did with him. Just do JeepTalkShow.com and do a search for G Tops. J E E T O P S. All right, in our must-have stuff for your Jeep, uh, a Faraday box for your car's, uh, your car keys, uh, car key signal blocking box. Basically, it's your fob. Uh, your fob works off of radio transmissions, and it actually talks to your uh, Jeep. Whenever you get in it, uh, the Jeep will send out a, a radio message, and then the fob will respond uh, to it. Uh, and I think that's the way it works. Uh, maybe not. It, uh, yeah, I think it does work that way. Anyway, so uh, whenever you press the start button, I think it sends out a signal. The FOP responds, and the Jeep says, yes, we're going to start now. I don't know why you can't just put a key in a hole and turn the key, but that's fine. <laughs> that's, I mean, but I digress. It's been long gone, yeah. <laughs> but I digress. I don't know why. Because, you know, the nice thing about having a physical key is uh, people can't walk up in your, your, the front part of your house with this big loop wire antenna 
and is sending fake signals to your fob so it will respond to it and they can get the code that they can now send to your jeep or any vehicle that has a fob and uh, it starts and it goes and they don't have to do anything they don't even have to break into it they just send the signal it unlocks they just send the signal and it starts and there you go i mean no damage to the vehicle either it makes it kind of harder for the cops to figure out uh, if it's a stolen vehicle uh, but, uh, yeah, if you don't already know about this, that this is what the Faraday box does. It keeps the, the remote from responding to uh, the RFID request. So it's not going to send, it's not going to hear the request, and it's not going to send the request. So if somebody wants to steal your vehicle, they're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. And I promise you, if they're walking around with some big-ass antenna, big loop antenna and a box that it's attached to to get the codes they're not going to mess with your vehicle they're going to go to your next door neighbor and see if that one if they can get the signal for that one so that's why i have one of these boxes oh and uh, they do come in two different sizes and when we've talked about this before uh, do, you, do you have any concern about anybody stealing your vehicle by uh, uh co-opting your your fob information no because even if they got it they can't start it without what we have oh okay so so you've taken some other precautions yeah yeah but i have a question on this so is this designed to be in your house so that when you're done for the day you put those fobs there yes okay because i was going to say if this is in the vehicle you couldn't start the car if they're in there right i mean you could open the lid and then it would right. it would work but uh, no this little box uh, like uh, most people put their keys somewhere close to their front door or back door yeah right uh but uh, so so these uh, nefarious people will walk up with this equipment and this antenna yeah. And then they'll, they'll get up to your front door and they'll stand there and you get the information. And then somebody that's in the car, uh, they'll send the information. The car starts, the, the other guy gets in the vehicle and they drive away. So with this little box, it's not going to respond and they won't yeah, really get the information. It's like your credit cards now, they put that chip in there. Well, the chip is so easy to steal the information. People with a basic $100 unit can walk down the boulevard in Las Vegas and collect everybody's credit card. That's right. Yeah. And so you have those sleeves that do the R, that block the RFID signal so mm-hmm. that you can't. And, you know, and, I'm not, and I'm not 100% clear, but it, I do believe this box comes with those uh, little pouches. Pouches. RFID pouches. Because I, I thought I ordered it separately, but I bet you I didn't. I bet you I ordered this one. And the pouches, two pouches came uh, with it. And my wife uses one of those pouches. So uh, she just, uh, there's the, the pouch in the back, as you can see it here, uh, Wendy, in our show notes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, listener, you can uh, go to episode uh, 982 on uh, jeeptalkshow.com and see this. But basically, there's a pouch in the back and there's a little pouch in the front. So mm-hmm. the pouch in the front is not RFID protected. So what she does is she takes it out of the pa- the, pa- the RFID protection, the Faraday por- portion of the, the pouch, and moves it to the front. So she still has the pouch and the the, uh, the, the fob together, but now right. she can start the gladiator and everything's fine. And then whenever she gets back, she just moves it back to their spot. Um, so, I mean, she could put it in the box too, but that's not what she wanted to do. So, uh, you know, you got to let people do what they want to do. Exactly. So this cool. car key signal blocker box uh, set is a must for your car's protection. The Faraday box and pouches, yep, and pouches, effectively protect your car's security system from getting hacked and prevent theft of your keyless entry car keys protect your personal and financial data by preventing uh, RFID scanners and readers from detecting your card's RFID signal and you can get this in medium or extra large so uh, if you've got a like especially the Jeep fobs damn those things are huge uh, so if you got two Jeeps in the family or maybe a Chrysler another Chrysler product 
uh, you probably want to get the large one. I mean, they, I think it was like seven bucks more, uh, and it was plenty of room for for two uh, two fobs uh, at least. Oh, and you mentioned about the the credit card stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I've actually started putting my. I've got one of these little pouch type things. Little uh, you can put the credit cards in it. Or you can put some money in it. It's not right. really. It's not really a wallet, but you can. You know, you can kind of get, it carries all the same stuff, but it's really thin. And yeah. I've started carrying one of those things. I just put it in the box. So nice. so now it's the 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 key. The the fobs in there. The my keys all for all the, everything else is in there that is not RFID. And then uh, the, uh, the the all my credit cards are uh, are protected as well. It's oh, and, and uh, it's not a bad idea to have some sort of RFID protection uh, for just walking around with your uh, with your credit cards, uh, like w- what you were saying, Wendy. Yeah, I like that pouch though. That's nice. You can take that with you. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can find the Amazon link in our show notes for episode nine eighty two, JeepTalkShow dot com. If I didn't mention it already, twice or three times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. I gotta check the reviews on Apple because we've been mentioning this for a while. Uh, Apple is usually the place where people do the reviews. I mean, that's not the only place you can do it, but that's usually uh, where we where we get the reviews. So, uh, if you're listening to us on Apple, give us a review. Uh, Spotify too. Spotify does reviews. So, uh, your feedback uh, helps us uh, improve the show and reach more Jeep enthusiasts like yourself. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on the latest uh, Jeep news and events. And, of course, how to join the roundtable that we record every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. It's also on uh, YouTube Live. So uh, if you don't want to come into the, the Zoom meeting and ask questions, you can always just kind of, uh, like, I guess maybe try before you try it before you get into the Zoom meeting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the YouTube Live, and that way there's uh, you can, uh, if you get embarrassed, you can just disconnect. <laughs> Finally, if you have any questions or comments or ideas uh, for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll find multiple ways to contact us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Wendy, really good to have you back. Yeah, I know. I was gone for a couple weeks for trade show stuff. Work. Yeah. Work gets in the way of my fun all the time. <laughs> Broadcasting since 2010.